listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to him, Self, what shall I do now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another the steward said, How much do you owe? He replied, One hundred cores of wheat. The steward said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you, make friends for yourselves with dishonest wealth, so that when it fails, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If, therefore, you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? You, no servant, can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you peace. Amen. So welcome once again. A beautiful day here at Our Lady Shrine. Just so beautiful. Today is another day where I really marvel at how well the readings complement each other. Mother Church has put these readings together for us, and it is so beautiful how they complement one another, just the, the way the liturgy just feeds us spiritually. So in the first reading from the prophet Amos, chapter 8, there is a, a word of crying out against corruption, corruption that cheats people and takes advantage of the poor. And then in the Psalm, Psalm 113, praise the Lord who lifts up the poor. And then with the um, gospel, this kind of interesting parable, which uh, really, as we'll see in just a moment, uh, the point that Jesus is getting at has to do with serving the poor. Um, so it's beautiful how these readings complement one another. So let's get to it. Are you ready? Okay. So this parable is one of, it's one of my favorites. When you first hear it, 
you, you have a moment where you're like, did I hear that correctly? <laughs> it sounds like Jesus is praising and holding up for us a person who is dishonest, you know, who's a cheater. It, it, you could, uh, if you don't pay attention to the details, you could almost think, uh, okay, are we, you know, we supposed to be cheating on our taxes? And okay, so I have an uncle who works for the IRS. He would not like that. Okay, um, I promise not to give him your phone number. Okay, but uh, so what is happening here? What is happening? So uh, it's helpful to know some details from the culture of the time to understand exactly what the dynamics were. So this man was. Well, the word here is steward. He's a steward of this, this business, meaning almost like um, a manager. So he doesn't own it. He's not the owner, that's the master, but he's been entrusted with the, the care of the business and running it as if it was his own, but he, it's not his own. And uh, evidently in the, the times of, of the Lord, that there was a thing that would happen where the, the manager could kind of... Um, how shall I say it? They could kind of pad the price. So you can imagine like what nowadays we might call a service fee. You, ever, you know, there's different businesses where all these extra fees are getting added or uh, some sort of a, um, what is it called when a person gets commission? That the, the steward is getting a commission. So when he's navigating the selling of these goods, in this case, oil and wine, uh, oil and uh, bread, he has the ability to kind of get a little cut for himself. And this is perhaps why he gets fired, right? He's, he, you're fired. <laughs> He's getting fired because he was dishonest and maybe he was going overboard and like taking advantage of people. And then it's interesting what he does. He does the same thing, but in the reverse. So he starts to renegotiate the, the, the bill with these other people, kind of cutting it back. And in some ways it looks like he is um, cutting out his own profit his own commission. You know, he's adjusting the price of what's owed and um, he's motivated to do that because he understands I'm about to get fired. This will be an opportunity for me to kind of make friends with these people so maybe they'll help me. And um, so it's almost as if, uh, in a mo I'm thinking of a modern day example, um, it's almost like what we now know of politicians. You know, it's almost like they do this, this thing where they go, Oh, the wind is blowing from here. Okay. You know, and, and these politicians, they have the ability to kind of read the scene and understand what's happening and understand like where things are going. And they are able to adjust to that. The word Jesus uses here is prudence. They, they, they're able to be prudent in, okay, this is what's happening. And in our own context, you know, they figure out what do I need to say to get the votes, right? That's the weak link in a de democratic system. So they, they figure it out and, and then they get the votes and, um, and talk about corruption, huh? <laughs> okay. So what the Lord is highlighting and honoring here for us is this gift of prudence to understand like, where things are going and to be able to adjust yourself to, to that dynamic. And um, in particular, that becomes very interesting with the way Jesus ends the story, talking about making use of the resources of this world for the sake of true wealth. Jesus uses the phrase true wealth. And we know from other passages of the gospel, what Jesus means by that is serving the poor. 
In so many other places, Jesus talks about when you serve the poor, instead of storing up a bank account here on earth where thieves can break in and steal or moths can, or rust can consume it, he would tell us rather build up a bank account in heaven, by which he means charitable works, works of mercy, serving the poor. And in the language of Jesus himself, he tells us that when we serve the poor and serve others in charity, we will receive a reward that waits for us on the other side. And that is what he's getting at here, that um, we could learn from the example of people who are very shrewd and prudent. And if we understand what's waiting for us on the other side, we could apply the, the gift of prudence to how we live our lives. But ultimately, the very core of what Jesus is getting at in this story is, are you ready? We are stewards in this life. We are stewards. We, we don't own it. We don't own anything. Another way of saying that is everything is a gift, a gift that we receive from God our Father. You know, we're walking on his earth. Not one of us created this place. God did. You, you know, your whole life you've been living on, on, in his land, okay? Every breath of air. None of us created the oxygen. God did. And every delicious morsel of food and drink that we've ever consumed, ultimately you can trace that back to God. So everything is a gift, including your very self. Not one of us created ourself. You know, we exist because of God's love, because of God's gratuity, that even, this is so interesting, even our very life is a gift from God. We are stewards. We don't own any of it. And when you're able to understand this and you start to live your life from that place of deep faith, and trust in God, like this life is a gift. I am not my own. How many times did St. Paul write that in his letters? Even our bodies, right? It's never my body, my choice. No, it's all God's. Our very existence, our very selves is a gift from God. We are stewards. And every day that we have the blessing to live here and walk on this earth, or maybe roll if you're in a wheelchair, okay? is a gift. It is a gift. And so the gift, though, we, what do we do with it? That's what Jesus is getting at. You know, live your life as a gift. Remember that you are a steward. You've been entrusted with something. And to, and to make good use of this gift, to love others, to serve others, to be an instrument of God's grace and love to others, especially the poor. That's why we're here. Um, and if you think about it, um, we, we understand this on such a, a deep and profound level. Even at a place like Fatima, when Mother Mary comes to the children, any apparition, Lourdes, Guadalupe, all the places where Mother Mary comes, she comes to remind us that God is real, that God exists, and that we um, are being invited to, to have faith and to have a relationship with him and to pray and to trust. And even in Fatima, there, there's a big theme of making sacrifices but the sacrifice is always for the sake of loving God and loving others. I think of the story of the little children of Fatima, like spontaneously, they made a decision 
to pray for poor sinners and to give up their lunch for other poor children. It like just came so naturally to them, you know, in response to the graces they'd received. So to conclude, I just want to tell you about a little story that kind of pulls it all together. Um, when I was growing up, I remember that my two big heroes, two people that I just, in my core, I felt like these are great examples of humans, was Saint Pope John Paul II and Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And uh, some of you may remember, like people like, these are authentic Christians, you know? And I'm so thankful that in my life, I had a chance to meet Saint Pope John Paul II three times. One time I got to kneel, at, he was sitting in a chair and I got to kneel there and talk to him for about 30 seconds. Just such a great experience. And then my, my other hero was Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta. I got to meet her twice. And uh, the second time I met her, it was just the two of us sitting together in the chapel in the Bronx. For two minutes, I got to talk to her, just the two of us. And it was amazing. And, and you may ask yourself, like, if I ever got to sit and talk privately with Mother Teresa of Calcutta, what would I say? You would say very little. <laughs> you want to listen. <laughs> you want to listen to what she has to tell you. And I'll never forget sitting with her. And in the beginning, I was super nervous because I knew she was a saint. But within seconds, I felt like I was talking to my grandma. And she was so little. But I'll never forget her large hands. And as I was listening to her and, and I saw those big hands, I thought of all the poor that she had served with those hands. And in particular, the beauty of her eyes. She had beautiful eyes. And it was like, it was like the experience of like, are you reading my soul right now? Like it was a little uncomfortable, you know. Um, but there was so much joy and peace in her eyes. And um, I'll never forget that that privileged, beautiful experience of, of being with her. And over the years, I've, I've worked with her sisters. And um, I'll never forget, uh, there was a documentary about Mother Teresa, which by the way, there's a brand new one coming out on October 4th. It's gonna be in some theaters, if, if you can look that up on the internet, a new documentary. But there was an old documentary on Mother Teresa and um, she was in San Francisco and she was being interviewed by a journalist. And the journalist asked her, so where are you going next? And I'll never forget, Mother Teresa said, well, actually tomorrow morning I'm leaving for Poland. And the journalist was kind of surprised and said, oh, uh, do you speak Polish? And Mother Teresa said, no, but I smile in Polish. <laughs> and, and I share that story with you because sometimes when you realize that your life is a, a gift, and God is calling us to serve and to love others, especially the poor, sometimes it's not necessarily giving them money. If you see an alcoholic or a drug addict, do not give them money. But sometimes it's just a matter of how you look at people. You can smile at them. A smile that says to them, you matter. It's good that you exist. God loves you. You know, how we treat one another, even in our own families and relationships, you know, to, to be quick to forgive, to presume the best, and to be attentive to the needs of other people. Like, how can I be a blessing? How can I serve others? You know, how can I see that my life is a gift and that I'm a steward and I'm being given an opportunity here 
to, to love and serve others. You know, we had Mother Teresa's feast day just recently on September 5th, and on her feast day, I did some research. Did you know that Mother Teresa was here at this shrine? On June 13th in 1988, she was here. There were about 30,000 people here. Some of you local people may remember that day. I'm guessing the traffic was horrible. She stood in this very spot at this very podium and gave a talk. And I found a, a, an article in the old Soul magazine, which is a magazine that we publish here at the shrine. It was the September of 1988 edition that, that somebody wrote down what Mother Teresa spoke about when she was here. And it was that very thing of, of seeing your life as a gift and knowing that why we're here is to serve God, especially to serve him in the poor. And um, I just couldn't wait to share that story today, you know, that Mother Teresa would inspire us, that she would be a living example of what Jesus is getting at in this story. And to inspire us in our own lives to be open to seeing how we might serve others and, and um, to be an instrument for God's blessing to others, especially the poor. I think it's so important for us to realize that being a Catholic, being a, a follower of Jesus, it's never just about saying prayers or like going to mass, saying the rosary and then say, check, I did it. It's, it's not. It's about serving the Lord in our entire life. As Jesus ends here, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon, or in other words, like worldly pursuits. We have to be focused on serving God alone in every aspect of our life. And um, every day is a gift. Every day is an opportunity to cooperate with the coming of his kingdom. And that is a joy. That is a blessing. When you start to realize I'm a steward, my life is a gift, you experience so much joy and peace, even if there's trials and difficulties and struggles, and there always will be, but there's just such a joy to live for God, to be completely and totally uh, focused, and to have an undivided heart for God, whatever that might mean in your life. It is such a joy. You know, it's like the Lord isn't asking us to do something that causes us to be sad or angry or depressed. Rather, it is a joy. It is a joy to serve the Lord and to serve him in the poor especially. And so we pray for that grace this day, amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.